Are we on our way to a national divorce? Yeah, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our Stratus IP studios here in lovely eastern Indiana. Don't let cyber attacks or outdated business technology Put your company at risk. Learn more by scheduling a one-on-one consultation with yours truly at briannicholshow.com forward slash Stratus IP. Well, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene really uh, got the conversation going when she started talking about the idea of national divorce, saying we are as a country broken. We, We aren't really a country anymore. We are a country of red states and blue states. Now, Let's rewind a little bit back to January of 2022, where I did an episode where I said, bye Philadelphia, because I went and I said, I have to leave the Northeast. I'm seeing where we're at. I have to get out and surround myself with people who not only share the same values, but also the shame, the, the, the rather the same goals. And we're looking with uh, the same principles, right? So how do we as a society reconcile these differences when sometimes they are irreconcilable differences? That's a hard word to say, but to talk about that, we've had a lot of folks bring some different ideas to the table, and one we've heard here was a Texit, which is definitely a part of the national divorce. So we're going to talk more from a Texit perspective, but really talking the national conversation. Our good friend joining us from the Texit movement, and that is Daniel Miller, returning to the Brian Nichols Show. Daniel, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us and thank you for fighting the good fight down there in Texas. Now, before we get into our conversation about national divorce, do us a favor. Now, you've been on the show a couple times, but for the new uh, member of the audience here, give us a quick recap. Who are you and what is Texit? Sure. Uh, I'm Daniel Miller and I'm president of an organization called the Texas Nationalist Movement. And of course, our primary campaign is the Texit Now campaign. Uh, Anyone who's familiar with Brexit, uh, the British exit from the European Union should be very familiar with the term Texit which is a Texas exit from the union and uh, an opportunity for us to reclaim our right of self-government. Now we're going to talk about, obviously, the topic at hand, and that is one larger national divorce. So let's start here, Daniel. National divorce. Why is this a conversation that so many states like Texas, like even New Hampshire, are starting to have more and more frequently? And why is it starting to become an actual national conversation? Well, look, since uh, since the inception of, of our organization in 2005 and since uh, I got involved in, in this idea of Texas independence in 1996, uh, our contention has been all along that states should be having the same conversation that we're having here in Texas. And that is a fundamental reassessment of the relationship between all the states and whether or not the federal union as an institution is serving our people. Um, you know, one of the, the stats that, that I think blows people out of the box often is at the end of World War II, there were roughly 54 recognized countries around the world. And by the end of the 20th century, there were 195. Now there are over 200. Uh, and essentially what those people were, were people just like us who believed that the best people to govern themselves just happen to be them. So, uh, you know, this this is a conversation that I think has been happening uh, to some degree, everywhere uh, in varying sizes and scopes, you know, obviously Texas, New Hampshire, uh, California's had this conversation going. Alaska's had an independence party since the 1980s. New York. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, New York. I mean, you know, and, and, you know, when you, I think when you take it to a broader context beyond states withdrawing from the union and just look at, you know, the greater Idaho movement or the 51st state movements in Colorado or New York, uh, there is some fundamental questioning about whether or not the system as it is serves the people it was meant to serve. Yup. Yup. Well, let's, Go back. I'll give you a real life uh, example, right? And I screamed out New York because that was my home state. And whoo, upstate New York versus the city. Wow. Like you want to talk about complete and utter disdain that the, the northern New York part of the state has for the capital region and then south. I mean, you can't even get it on a scale because it's so high. And just to see, I know that that's not untypical, right? Of the underrepresented areas when you have a large population center like a New York City, like a Los Angeles slash San Francisco named big city here. So I guess, isn't that a concern when you're looking at national divorce? Because while we might be able to break up into these smaller states, you still have sometimes these little city states, right? Inside of these more uh, red states, like let's say Austin, for example. I know Austin has been leaning a little bit more purpley blue uh, in Texas. I know, you know, Philadelphia is completely washed away now into a purple world, uh, into a rather blue world. So you see a lot of these big cities, they are being completely co-opted. So what do we do there? I mean, do we still have the ability to have a national divorce within the national divorce? Yeah, I mean, look, let's let's be clear. National divorce is, <clears throat> is not a plan. It's a slogan. Right. And, and there is no singular common definition or perspective on what it is. But, you know, Brian, I, I would contend that, you know, and just counter with the, the really old school uh, euphemism about, uh, you know, how do you how do you eat an elephant? Uh, one bite at a time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, one of the things that I think states need to understand is this discussion about national divorce or whether their state should become independent or shift boundaries. Uh, I, I think the, the proverbial elephant in, in the room is the, the uh, oversized influence and impact that our being in a federal union poses. Uh, you know, one of the things that we did, I think it was two legislative sessions back, uh, we did a study of all the bills that were filed here in Texas. Uh, and what we found is 41% of those bills reference the federal government in some form, whether it's a federal law, federal mm -hmm. regulation, a federal agency. And so what you, what you have in effect is about half of our bills here in Texas were being written by two and a half million unelected bureaucrats of that pack of reprehensibles in Washington, D.C. or K Street lobbyists. So, you know, we we have to remember that none of the states uh, in our lifetimes and in our memories or the lifetimes of our grandparents uh, have ever been able to make any substantive policy decision outside of the context of the federal system. So when you when you begin to tackle this issue, okay, so to your point of governance inside the state, one of the byproducts that you see when you study these independence movements around the world is a fundamental reexamination of the relationship with the larger body forces a uh, an examination of the governance that you also have at home. So your, your only opportunity really to make those sorts of um, those sorts of decisions, those sorts of changes, whether it's establishing, reestablishing a, a solid balance between rural and urban population centers, uh, or you know how you uh, construct your legislature or your executive, 
the only time there's ever any sort of willingness to really open that can of worms uh, is when you have these fundamental reexaminations of governance with that larger body. And so, uh, you know, that's what I tell people all the time. Uh, when, when we have this debate, and, and I don't mean in an academic sense, I don't mean Marjorie Taylor Greene makes some comment on Twitter and then everybody blows up and then, you know, everybody's back and forth. I mean, when you put a vote on your independence on the ballot and, and you're heading toward that, that date with destiny, only then do you get the real true examination of governance, both, you know, speaking in terms here, both in our relationship with the federal system, but also here at home. And only after that vote do you get to implement concrete solutions to fix those problems. Daniel, one objection, and, and maybe this will be a good part here for us to help looking at these objections and maybe addressing them more as concerns, and this is definitely one I've seen brought up more and more uh, frequently, is that national divorce will end in bloodshed and it will end in less liberty for everyone. What say you? Yeah, I, I'm obviously, uh, I'm not a, a victim of the fear porn. Um, you know, I talk about it in my book. All the, uh, I talk about it quite a bit, this thing called Project Fear. Uh, and, you know, that really is the only tactic of the opposition is fear mongering. So, you know, when you when you deconstruct that argument that it ends in bloodshed, number one, uh, that's not how it's been in the rest of the world. Uh, you know, one of the most, I think, dramatic examples of that was uh, you had the Sudanese uh, descended into a civil war that killed, I think it was a million and a half people. Uh, and the only solution that ended the bloodshed was the separation of North and South. Uh, and so, you know, you had that that agreed upon framework where South Sudan left Sudan uh, and it ended the bloodshed. And while that is the most dramatic example, what you find is, is that those people that are threatening civil war, number one, are probably wanting it to some degree. Right. They, they just feel like that. But but the other part of this is, is that if if you are held by coercion, by the threat of force, uh, is it really is it really a voluntary relationship? Uh, you know, I, I look at Article 1, Section 2 of the Texas Constitution. It says that all political powers inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. And the people have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government in such uh, manner as they may think expedient. So what we're talking about here is, you know, from if you're looking, if you're going to take their argument at face value, they're essentially saying that if the people go to the polls in a peaceful political vote in a recognized legal process and they cast their ballot for independence, that the repercussions will be bloodshed. That will be the retribution. Well, that doesn't sound like a government we want to be part of. Texas wouldn't want to be part of North Korea or Syria or Iran or Cuba, but that's how governments like that would behave. So if they are saying that that's the federal government's reaction and response to a regular democratic process, then I think they're signaling us and telling us everything we need to know about the way the situation is. Good news is that out of the 150 plus countries that uh, have popped up over the globe over the last 75 to 80 years, uh, that, that idea has been the exception and, and not the norm. And now a word from our sponsors. E-A-B-L-E-S. 
Ebels. Remember that name because if you suffer from chronic joint and muscle pain like me, then Ebels Broad Spectrum CBD Oil is your answer to your prayers. Ebels is truly a game changer in the natural alternatives to big pharma drugs. And yours truly can indeed vouch for the quality of Ebels. Having a herniated disc in my back, coupled with years of sports injuries, I was struggling to find something, anything to help manage my pain. That is until Ebels. And right now, Ebels is offering a special discount to all members of the Brian Nichols show audience on all orders all you have to do is head to ebels.com and use promo code tbns that's it discount applied again the code is tbns at checkout to start managing your pain today with the highest quality cbd on the market one more time that is code tbns at checkout got another one for you so what uh what the outcome of this national divorce may lead to says critics is that we're going to be replacing our existing constitution and then having folks like Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and Chuck Schumer, the, the best uh, that America has to offer, many of those individuals will be out writing these brand new, several smaller constitutions. What say you, Daniel? Well, ultimately, that would be up to the, the people that are in, in their particular state, right? <clears throat> because you have to remember, national divorce is a slogan. It's not a plan. However, that being said, Ultimately, it's up to every single solitary state whether whether they stay in the union or they leave the union, right? There's not this idea, national divorce, you, you don't have political parties withdrawing from the union. You have sovereign entities that are called states that make up the union. Those states created the union, and it is up to those states individually to determine whether they stay or whether they go. And so that being said, uh, ultimately, if if California wants Nancy Pelosi writing their constitution, that's up to them to make that decision if they choose independence, right? Um, but, you know, and perhaps maybe some of that that you're talking about deals specifically with this idea that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene floated of, of, you know, two separate unions or different unions after that. Uh, I will tell you that I would fight uh, tooth and nail uh, at the end of Texas independence for Texas to join another union, right? I don't believe that we live in a day and age where we need a, an absolute political and economic union for these states to uh, function and, and uh, be prosperous. Around the world right now, states do business with one another via treaty. You have trade deals. You have travel deals. You have mutual defense pacts. And the thing about those is, is that you are not required to be in an absolute political and economic union and take a knee toward a capital that's not yours. Something on the other end of states withdrawing from the union, that just means that those states could do business with one another via treaty and, and forge their own trade agreements. Do it like the rest of the world does. Uh, unfortunately, Brian, and I think part of the reason that this comes up from the opposition is, frankly, many of them just don't understand the way the world works. Well, here's one concern I've heard from those folks who they think they know how the world works, and that is, well, Daniel, obviously national divorce will result in us having a world where in order to go visit my grandparents, I'm going to have to show my papers in order to, uh, to do that. Is it the truth or is that just more fear porn? Well, it's just more fear porn. I mean, look, I mean, you, you want to get down to the to the brass tacks of it. Every single solitary day, there are one and a half million legal border crossings between the United States and Mexico using nothing more than a border transit card. 
Okay. So, uh, you know, you, that, that's one model that actually already exists and is happening right now in this same territory that we're in that people can look at and go, okay, this is how it works. Uh, but there are other models around the world. You know, you have in the European, within the European union, even though those, those countries still have, uh, much more sovereignty than we do. They use a whole other conversation, uh, but they executed what is effectively a, a travel agreement between them, which is a free travel zone, right? So you have the ability to do those things, but I want to, I want to uh, address this part of it. We have to understand right now that according to the federal government, uh, there is free travel essentially uh, in the form of unrestricted mass migration between uh, pretty much the rest of the world and Texas and the rest of the United States. Uh, when you have more illegal aliens allowed in the country every single solitary day or every single solitary month, then the total number of allied troops that landed on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, uh, you've got a significant issue there. So, um, you know, the only way that you're ever going to restore sanity to the border, the international borders, uh, and immigration is to become a self-governing independent nation. The federal government has facilitated this. They are, they are working hand in hand with the cartels to make it happen. And that's not a conspiracy theory. That is, that is a literal fact of what's happening, uh, here in Texas. So, you know, this travel between the states, there are examples around the world of how that works between sovereign, self-governing, independent nations. This is no different. What would you say are some of, here, don't pick many, let's pick maybe one or two. Some of the best arguments, though, that the, the folks who are weary of a national divorce may make. What, what are the ones that you identify as like, yeah, that, that might be a concern. Well, look, I look. We have we have answered effectively every question ever put to us on the Texas issue, and and many years ago we flipped the script uh, because this is the way that I think people need to conceptualize it. Right? You can get really bogged down uh, in, in the the minute details, and when I say this, uh, I mean it with all sincerity. And it comes not just from us, but it comes from other other uh, you know eminent academics in, in the, uh, in the field around the world, uh, the, the small things have to be worked out, but in the end they get worked out. Right. But when you flip the script, the way that people need to begin to look at this, instead of saying, you know, should we leave? What they need to do is they need to ask themselves this question. If my state was already a self-governing independent nation among nations, we had control over our own border and immigration policy. We had control over our own military and defense policy and national security policy, our own taxation and monetary policy. We had our own trade deals, our own embassies, our own passports, everything that 200 other self-governing independent nations around the world have. And instead of talking about withdrawing, we were being asked to make the decision as to whether or not we would join the union today. Knowing everything you know about the federal government, would you vote to join? And if you wouldn't vote to join, then why tolerate staying one day longer than you have to? Better, I don't know what better argument to make than that. I uh, I think we're at this point now, Daniel, where we've unfortunately beaten this poor horse to death uh, even more though than it already was beaten. Um, because yeah, I think at this point. There, what three episodes we've had you on the show here? It, 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 I mean, the concrete argument for national divorce, or at the very least, having a a peaceful dis, like dissolution of this very, very, very imperfect union that we have right now. And I think this goes to my final thoughts: is that I left 
Philadelphia for a reason. And and I feel so much better because of it. Now that's that's a great step in in that direction for me, but I'm still beholden to a lot of the negative decisions that Philadelphia or Pennsylvania makes because of the way our system is set up. Daniel, you're down there in Texas, right? I don't have to tell you this, but you're experiencing the same thing as well, even though you, Texas really hasn't contributed nearly as much as like states like California or New York or Illinois, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. You go down the list of these very, you know, very high spend, high take states. So it just makes sense when you look at the way that the world is also going People are tending to go away from the larger entities and the larger, you know, corporation air quote and going down to wanting to support your more quote mom and pop shop, which if you were to turn that into the political world, that's what this is, right? This is going local. This is trying to go back to our roots, which was federalism, where your localities had their rights and then the states had their rights and then the federal government had their rights and each was very explicitly explained in terms of what they could do, but also what they could not do. That's why we have our ninth and 10th amendments, but we seem to forget that those exist. So I'm very thankful that there are folks like you, Daniel, out there fighting the good fight. So that's my final thoughts. What do you have for us today? Yeah, look, it's it's pretty straightforward, Brian. I mean, this is the conversation that we all need to be having. We're, we're at a pivotal moment in our history. Uh, and and I think that the greatest fear that, that any of us should have is that this conversation not happen. Uh, there are plenty of people out there who do not want it to happen. They want to scare people into not having the conversation and, to, and, and frighten them into accepting a status quo that is really not a true status quo. Because if we do not have this conversation now, then what will happen is the size, scope, and power of the federal government will continue to increase. And corruption and dysfunction will be magnified. And so rather than separate based off of some, you know, some really fuzzy political partisan lines, what we need to do is we need to look at the way that things are fundamentally constructed. States created the federal union. We all live in free, independent, and sovereign states. And ultimately, everyone in every state should be not only having this conversation, but working toward putting this to a vote. All right, folks. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a solid. Go ahead, give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. Daniel, where can folks go ahead, tag you, but also continue the conversation? Yeah, they can find me anywhere on social media with the Texian DM. That's T-H-E-T-E-X-I-A-N-D-M um, all over the place. Or if you want to know more information about Texit, head over to texitnow.org. Or if you want to know more information about Texas, stay tuned because I'm going to have a little uh, special here for you afterwards. But folks, yes, please, if you enjoyed today's episode or if you're a part of a state that you're thinking maybe we should start talking about this, well, please make sure you go ahead and share today's episode. And also, uh, do me a favor. If you've not had the chance yet, hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast catcher so you don't miss a single time we go live. And by the way, speaking of go live, we go live over on Rumble, on Odyssey, and over on YouTube five days a week, 6 p.m. Eastern ballpark around there. So if you have not had the chance to head over there as well, 
hit that subscribe button, little notification bell, so you don't miss a single time we go live. And also, if you're a, one of the 99% of the folks who are joining us here in the podcast version of the show, do yourself a favor, hit the podcast catcher artwork. It'll bring you over to today's episode where you can find all the transcript from today's episode, all the links we talked about, plus you can find all of Daniel's social media links. And by the way, if you're joining us here on YouTube, well, we're going to continue the conversation right over here as a Daniel and I, we are going to sit down and talk way back, I guess, a couple months ago where we sat down and actually talked about what is Texit. We went through everything Texit, everything you could possibly have for questions. We answered it there, so we will continue the conversation there. Otherwise, thank you for joining us. With that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Daniel Miller from Texit. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to the Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support.